Welcome. Hello, 30 days of moon magic. Yay! 30 days of moon magic, and we are on May 2nd, which is a waxing crescent moon. This uh, moon phase, uh, the moon phases last 29.53 days. Uh, so this moon phase that we're in right now, we have a theme of safety. Um, so this is the root chakra. This is really not about grounding. I think that's a big misconception in something that I've really come to understand is that the root chakra is not so much about being grounded to Mother Earth. That's the earth chakra. But the root chakra is really about us being in our own physical bodies. We live in a culture that promotes and um, is very comfortable with showing and allowing for disassociation to happen. I grew up with a dad who had dissociative identity disorder or uh, what most people know as multiple personalities. I grew up in a home that was very comfortable with the coping skill of dissociation. So um, having us dissociate by checking out, being quiet, being put in a corner, reading a book, um, fantasy is often a big part of this, getting sucked in. When I uh, first had Zion, all I wanted to do was be a mom. That was my whole way of being. That's all I wanted to do was to be a mom. And yet when I became a mother, all of my dissociative coping skills came out, even though I wanted to connect with him more than anything in the world, I noticed that I kept going towards like reality TV shows and just zoning out. I couldn't connect. I couldn't be present. Um, and so as the time has gone on, I've noticed that I still dissociate in times of just, this is how I relax. This is how um, I get my needs fulfilled. This is sometimes how I feel safe. If things feel a little chaotic, I'll just dissociate and go and start scrolling or I'll move into a book for a few days and just like be done with the world around me. Even if things are going really good, it's very interesting. We use coping skills um, when things are really bad and when things are equally very good. So in the PDF today, I share the monthly theme of safety. And then I also give some aspects for inner child work. Um, each month, we're going to be going through similar aspects in each of the phases. So this phase from the new moon through the waxing crescent moon is inner child work. The uh, first quarter moon into the waning or the waxing gibbous moon is really about um, accessing our sensuality, our sexuality, the virgin or the whore archetype, either one, really exploring our rebellion, our teenage years, our early 20s, discovering ourselves, our identity, things like that. When we get to the full moon 
into the waning gibbous moon, this is really when we're going to connect with the goddess energy and the magical mother and our higher self. Um, and then I will be taking this month from, I will do a Facebook live on the third quarter moon, and then I will be taking the entire week off until the new moon. And then I'll do lives again on the new moon. Um, I was taking weekends off, but I really want to do this experiment fully, uh, unraveling for myself of living fully in the lunar cycle and not even living in the calendar space and really honoring the lunar cycle and the aspects of when there's energy in the lunar phases. I'm already finding that it's so true. And I was taking the weekends off. I'm like, but the energy's still here. And then I like, didn't have the full week off during this like releasing space where there wasn't as much energy and I really felt it. I really felt it. So I'm excited for you to join in with me and for you to unravel these kinds of uh, societal paradigms with me. So, uh, hey, Jesse, welcome. Um, so here we are, the, the waxing crescent moon and what what aspects so if we are to go within and really ask our inner child what needs does it have physically mentally emotionally spiritually to help them feel safe good morning amanda welcome so if we pose this question to ourselves I want to just take a moment and that way we can all be present to do this together. If you're watching the recording or not, what aspects are needed to help your inner child or your inner self or any aspect of you to feel safe? And for me, what's coming up, I keep hearing the word stepping because I'm, I'm really stepping into more of my authentic self every day. I'm unraveling paradigms and conditionings. And so through this, helping myself feel safe in the unraveling means for me that I get to choose what is shared, right? So I think sometimes we think that when um, <clears throat> we're doing a vulnerable post or we're doing a sharing that um, all the details are necessary. And I love storytelling. I love sharing my journey. I love the vulnerability aspect that really is very comfortable to me. Um, and so for me, allowing for myself to feel safe sharing these aspects which I've never felt before. Um, I had to do a lot of past life healing and work with all the deaths that I've encountered by sharing my truth. So for me, feeling safe is really seeing the reality around me and allowing for myself to unravel fully and completely. Um, Amanda, I love that. So Amanda shares that she in order for her to feel safe or her inner child to feel safe, to not have people yell or talk to her angrily. What a beautiful boundary to set up. 
And I'm noticing in my own life that I'm not tolerating that very well anymore as well. Like the second somebody goes to be in a space of a, an emotional, um, un, you know, being emotionally unregulated and just like flying off the handle, I'm very in tune with disengaging from that behavior and just taking my children out of the situation, or if it is my child to be very clear that this is something that can be communicated and to just reiterate that, you know, having emotional boundaries is something that's vital. Uh, good morning, Amanda Lynn. Welcome. Uh, my friend, I've been doing so much work over the last couple of years. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Feeling safe. It's interesting. I've had a lot of people share with me that they're getting ready to travel, um, inspired by us leaving our home behind and traveling the country full time for over three years. They got inspired to say, we're going to do it. We're going to like try it out. And I didn't realize until we had this land purchased, we had already been here three or four months. And finally we had purchased the land and it was in our name and I like settled down and it took a good five months of being at this property physically for me to realize that I'd spent the past three and a half years in like a state of not quite being safe. And not because I wasn't physically safe, but just because Every time we landed, it was unfamiliar. We weren't quite sure who lived there. We weren't quite sure about, you know, staying overnight, what was going to be met, all of these things. And I realized how important it was for our ancestors, for those early goddess cultures to live in community. This was a vital component to being physically safe. All of the women being mothers and having all of the children and not being isolated. I find that our society of isolating family units into mother, father, children only is probably one of the biggest ways to help isolate and control and allow for people to feel very unsafe because it's not safe living in a home with just two adults and your children trying to do all of it, that is, that is not a way to get our needs met, <laughs> not a way for us to be present. That's not a way for us to give of our gifts. It's just not the most ideal way of living. Uh, good morning, Leandra, welcome. And so it's been very interesting if you don't know, we did purchase this property with another family and it turned out that they were not a safe space for myself. Um, I, I absolutely love their children. I adore them. Uh, I really brought their children in as my own. And so because I was so wanting to secure a safe space for their children, I couldn't see that the parents were not a safe space for me. I did not have clear boundaries. Um, and so I was so hungry and so excited to live in community that I didn't see all the red flags. I didn't 
put up good boundaries. I didn't thoroughly look at all the aspects that there were in front of me. And so when we purchased the property, I had to leave this physical property to get away from them because I didn't know what else to do. So we traveled again for another nine months, really, um, really like wondering, what do we do? And so when we came back to the property, we pretty much told them like, you are not safe. We want nothing to do with them. We will purchase the property from you and we'll make it happen. And we did, we purchased the property from them and they are doing whatever it is that they're doing now. Um, yet that desire and that dream to live in community got shattered a little bit with that experience, the trust, the being able to trust myself, right? I think that's so much of issues that we have as women is when we trust because we don't have healthy boundaries, we then just say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to put that dream aside. I'm going to, and my husband too, he's like, I don't, I don't trust people again. And it's very interesting that we then have to do that healing work. Again, we get to heal that aspect of ourselves and build up healthier boundaries. Um, Amanda Scopen shares, keeping us separated is a way to be controlled and be living in the fear and struggle. Absolutely. You add one additional family to a space and everything is easier. I mean, meals are easier, the child care, like suddenly there's friends and, um, and Amanda says the opposite is true supportive community or communal living. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, for me, I just, I didn't, I didn't even realize that I didn't even have the healthy boundaries last year when we, um, we purchased the property, not this past September, but the September before. Um, so about a year and a half ago, and I did not even realize how unhealthy my personal boundaries were until we physically bought the property. And within about two weeks of actually acquiring the property, I realized that I did not set up good personal boundaries whatsoever. And I, because I was in it, I couldn't figure out how to heal those fast enough or create space, safe space for myself and my children uh, fast enough. So looking back, back on that aspect a year and a half ago, I'm so grateful for the experience now because um, if and when the opportunity arises and even just, I'm really looking forward to offering more retreat style communal living for even a week or two at a time. Um, for uh, August 1st, that week, I'm going to put on the, um, on the website, I really, really, really would like to have a women and children um, communal retreat style living space where we all just throw up hammocks or tents around the property and just create some communal living. Um, I think it would be really amazing. And um, I think starting to build that up in, in small microcosmic ways or micro community ways. So we can then physically be interacting with each other. And then we can also at the same time come in and take that community back home, knowing that there's this connection that we've created. So 
that's still in the works. Let me know your thoughts on that. Um, a lot of it's, it's very, I'm loving this unraveling. I'm really, really, really loving living in these moon phases and just realizing how nurturing they really are. And this aspect of having the space for a week at a time to really nurture my inner child, to really like dive deeper. I was making new daily themes every day. Um, and I personally was like, I want to dive deeper. I can't dive deeper. Right. Um, and so allowing for the moon phases to really guide me in these, like the waxing crescent stays a waxing crescent until the first quarter and to stay in those aspects, um, has been really amazing. So yeah, Amanda Scopin, uh, practicing true community will grow more understanding and knowing of what is right, right. Of what boundaries are needed, what boundaries, um, communication, all of these aspects, right. Um, are really important in knowing, and we just have no idea how to live in community. Um, there are a few intentional communities here in Missouri, um, that have been thriving and there's, there's, issues with each of them right there there's humans there's humans that live there so there's there's aspects and issues um yet they are functional thriving intentional communities and so travis and i really thought that this is what this land was going to be was to create an intentional community and after our experience last year and then furthermore with this year um it just didn't feel safe anymore to put that intention out there yet. And so now we're redirecting a little bit more to personal retreats and things of that sort. Um, but this, I mean, we, we bought 22 acres on purpose because it's a lot of property for one little family. <laughs> like we, we have a couple acres right in front of us. Um, and just tending to that is incredible. Like it's just overwhelming how much property there truly is. So, um, Amanda, I think you're right. Practicing community is going to help us integrate. And then we'd also eventually like to, um, open up to do like those, there's things like harvest hosts where people can come and stay as they're passing through, um, and do little events and things like that. We want to eventually have tree houses. Um, we have a ton of muscadines growing. So we want to build some tree houses. We want to have little camping spaces for people to come and retreat and just unravel and rejuvenate. So, um, yeah, so what is safe? And it's such an interesting question that this comes up in that. And I didn't even correlate the two until I've been talking, which I thank you for being witnessing to all of this. And I'm, I'm hoping it's helpful. Um, my own personal unravelings through these Facebook lives. I hope that they're, they're helpful in some way to your own personal journey. Uh, cause I think so much of our experiences, right. When we shut down experiences or we say, Oh my gosh, what a, what a bad idea. I should have known. Right. Or I can't believe I did that. I, I missed all the signs or 
I can't believe I got in that relationship or I, I can't believe this happened again. And we could say, okay, well, they're generational themes. We could say all these things, right? And then sometimes we just get to sit in our stuff and say, wow, what an incredible experience to help me see so clearly that I did not have great boundaries. And that's how I'm beginning to see things now. Um, thank you, Amanda, for responding. And Carol, welcome, good morning. Uh, Carol shares, yes, I have four acres. Upkeep is overwhelming, weeds, pine cones, leaves, lots of cleanup work, yeah, yeah. And so we have, we have 22 wooded acres that um, we're gonna be creating into forest farming um, so we haven't even, you know, we just now started like getting the garden ready. We've been building an earth bag home. Um, we get to create space within the woods and thin out the woods to have, uh, goats and chickens and bunnies and, you know, create a space of true sustainability here. But, um, it's, it's amazing what, you know, coming from the city, when you think of even an acre, you're like, wow, that's a lot of land. But mainly, usually that's like an acre with lawn and, you know, a house already built on it. So with, with very little here, um, my little Empress Bell tent and a, a 30 by 18 earth bag house and a, a school bus, you know, we don't take up very much space here. And so it's been really fun and it is very exciting but I think this question today of of what is needed to make us feel safe so what is needed to make you feel safe um so for me another aspect is feeling safe around people and really trusting my intuition um I think that's something that as a people pleaser I don't necessarily always do. Sometimes I allow for that conditioning or that coping skill of people pleasing or being hyper vigilant, you know, around people that are not emotionally regulated. Um, I tend to drop into not honoring and listening to my intuition in those moments rather than like fully bringing forward the aspects of my intuition. I, I allow for the people pleaser to come through versus the aspects of my intuition to come through. Um, Amanda shares feeling safe. Yeah, being mis being understood. Yeah, what what a valuable, that just gave me the chills, right? If we were understood and as gathering this community of women to really usher in the goddess culture, this I think is so meaningful because in the goddess culture, and even if we only create the goddess culture in our own virtual community that we then in our own personal lives create in a physical reality around each one of us, there is so much safety in being understood and not being judged. And being able to say no and having that no honored and seeing, being able to speak our truths and people say, I hear your truth. And not, re not 
agree with it even, just being heard, right? Being heard and being understood. What a valuable, valuable insight into being safe. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Carol shares, I had goats, chickens, geese, ducks, and now just cats and dogs. I had a hard time in winter keeping the chickens alive. We get a huge amount of snow. Yeah, absolutely. In, in Northern Washington there. Um, yeah, you guys do get, and on the Eastern side of Washington, you guys get a lot of snow, very cold. Yeah. And we've heard we're going to stick with uh, chickens and bunnies for now. I'd like to get goats eventually just because we have so many woods. Um, the goats would be really beneficial to help us sustainably uh, create space in these woods um, versus having to just like cut all the stuff down. They're really great at really creating these spaces. Um, we've heard that like ducks and guinea fowl and things like that are very loud. And our neighbors down at the bottom have very loud fowl. <laughs> They're like very loud down there. Um, and so not that we're, you know, we've got our generator going right now and things like that, but um, it's just an interesting thing of, of really researching. And so if you have insights, I love insights. Yeah, biodiversity, right? Guineas eat ticks. So I've heard that chickens do too, though. Um, so we'll see if we end up having to get guineas because the chickens just aren't eating the ticks, then we'll do that. Yeah, you get used to them, right? Carol shares, I had goats, chickens, 20 large geese, ducks, and now it's just cats and dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got a few more weeks. I've got some in-person events that I'm going to be doing that are going to be taking up some weekends. Um, so we can't necessarily just get these things and then leave. So, um, but it's, it's an interesting thing, safety. So I, I'd love to invite you, offer you to continue thinking of ways that physically um, would provide the feelings of safety, mentally, what would provide feelings of safety, emotionally, and spiritually. So if you are in the uh, 30 days of moon magic on Patreon, you get access to the daily PDFs. Um, if this is something that you're enjoying, these Facebook lives and things like that, I offer you to join in the Patreon with me and um, allow for you to join in all of these unravelings that we're doing together. Yeah, absolutely. Safety for the animals is important to think about too. Absolutely. And that just creates another dynamic, right? Um, having animals here and thinking about their safety and their their home space and all of those aspects. Absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, a dog and a cat currently. And then my son just got a snake that we now are catching live mice to feed to the snake. <laughs> like I, can, I just see this, this creating, you know, just more and more. Uh, good morning, Sally. Welcome. So as we're finishing up here, I really just encourage you to check in with your inner child today, see what aspects of safety are needed for them. If you want to dive in deeper and do any one-on-ones or get a potion every month, 
um, or just be a part of the 30 days of moon magic or at the very basic do a $3 donation because you're enjoying these Facebook lives. Um, I would appreciate it and I really enjoy your presence here. Thank you for being a part of my life and this journey and I will see you all tomorrow. So have a best, blessed and magical day and I will see you soon. Goodbye.